Hi, I'm Carly Hager, third-year medical student at Texas A&M, and this is Clinical Pearls. Our goal is to keep everyone up to date in practicing evidence-based medicine because medicine moves real fast. This is Clinical Pearls. Hey, podcast family. So I'm doing this podcast with a special guest. So Carly, who did our intro, is very, very special to me for a couple of reasons. I met Carly when she was an undergraduate student at our university. And now she's one of our 30-year clinical medical students, and she's great. See, this is one of the great things about being in a university setting, that we can walk with somebody from undergraduate through medical school, and actually last year and this year as well, we graduated residents that were my undergraduate students. Isn't that great? So they are out there, and this is one of the great reasons I love what I do. But Carly, here's what we're going to get in today. We're going to cover a little bit more on something that we actually touched on three days ago, which was OB vaccines in pregnancy. No, I didn't leave out stuff on purpose. I wanted to do this in a two-part issue because that first episode dealt with the three vaccines. We're going to remind everybody what those are in just a minute. Those three vaccines that are every woman, every pregnancy in general. But there's actually three other vaccines that are ACOG allowed for very special circumstances. Honestly, to be honest, I, I had included this in the first episode and it was way too long. So I trashed that part. Plus, I knew Carly was coming. So I thought we would do this together. All right. So, Carly, as a quick reminder, what are the three vaccines that ACOG as of 2022, barring some other new infection, that disease that's around the corner, three routine vaccines that are allowed for pregnancy? What are they? Yeah, the three routine vaccines for pregnancy are influenza, COVID, and Tdap. Isn't that great? So she knows that right off the bat. And here's what's wild. If you take a look at the ACOG bulletin on maternal immunizations, that was pre-COVID, right? That was in 2018. COVID's not even on there, and it shouldn't be. It wasn't a thing. So every pregnancy, every woman with just two vaccines, and we mentioned that in the last episode. Of course, COVID now is acceptable for vaccination, including the booster. So the three are, as Carly said, influenza, if pregnant during the flu season, Tdap, and it's, of course, the, the main value there is for pertussis protection for the child, and then COVID-19 with boosters, influenza, Tdap, and COVID vaccine with boosters. But there's three others that I want to get into that if the patient qualifies, they also are candidates for. Okay, Carly, but here's the catch. There are some patient populations that can benefit from three other vaccines, only if they need it. And here they are. So if you're ever asked, what else can you give? Well, the answer is, outside of the three that are every pregnancy, every woman, there's three special circumstances. And those three vaccines that may be applicable are the pneumococcal vaccine, meningococcal vaccine, and hepatitis B. Those are allowed in pregnancy. Both the CDC and ACOG have allowed those. But you can see how it's not every patient, every pregnancy, every woman. It's only when they're necessary. Now, Carly, which one of those is easiest to figure out? Probably the hepatitis B. See, that's right, because every woman gets hepatitis B surface antigen testing in pregnancy. So if they are non-immune, obviously they're exposed to that condition. Now, they don't have to receive vaccination, but it can be offered, and hepatitis B vaccination in pregnancy is ACOG endorsed. They don't have to wait until after pregnancy. So that's the first clinical pearl. All right, that's easy. Hepatitis B, it's no-brainer. We scream for that. But now let's get into the second one, because I, I actually don't remember these. i, I got to go back 
back to the list. But remember that meningococcal vaccine, if your patient is in this niche little group, they are allowed to get vaccinations. Carly, tell us who qualifies for meningococcal vaccination during pregnancy. Some of the things that might qualify someone would be if they're asplenic or no longer have their spleen. If they recently have traveled to a country in which meningococcal disease is prevalent, or first-year college students through age 21 who live in dorm halls and are not previously vaccinated. And the last category would be military recruits should also receive this vaccine. All right, Carly, you're so smart. So now that we've covered meningococcal vaccination, let's talk about pneumococcal because that's a little tricky one because it's not so straightforward. Remember, very niche. We're not talking about every woman, every pregnancy, but pneumococcal is a big deal. So I want you to lead us into that. So the pneumococcal vaccine, also known as the PCV, comes in a variety of variants. There's different forms like PCV20, PCV15, also PCV23. Now, these should be given in in patients who have alcoholism, which I hope is not our set of patients. Mm -hmm. Also, people who have chronic liver and heart disease. Uh, But some of the big ones include sickle cell, renal failure, and like I mentioned for the other vaccine, asplenic patients or those who no longer have a spleen. All right, podcast family, so here's where we're at. Last episode, about three days ago, we covered the universal vaccinations in pregnancy. That's fine. But remember, as you get ready for your oral board, since it's coming up this fall season, if you're ever asked, well, what else could you be given? Because Carly, that's how they are. They're not trying to get you. They're just trying to see if you can go deeper beyond the front, beyond the, the, the top soil of data. And the answer is, well, there's actually are other vaccines that are approved by ACOG, but they're very niche. So just as a quick reminder, everyone, this is a very quick episode. Just we wanted to drive this home that meningococcal, pneumococcal and hepatitis B vaccinations are allowed in pregnancy, but only for those who qualify. All right, podcast family, we've now closed the book on vaccinations and pregnancy. We'll see you for the next episode.